Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. What's up, my friends? Here we go. Here we go. This is a follow-up video from the video that I recorded yesterday. And I'm excited to be sharing this with you. Uh, So yesterday I got on... And I talked a little bit about having a policy set up for, um, I call it the fun policy, or let me, let me be clear. My wife calls it the fun policy and it has contributed to fun, but she had to name it the fun policy to get my mind around the idea that it was only going to be used to invest in a lifestyle that matters. Okay. So the fun policy, what I'm going to give you guys today is a little case study of how this policy actually has worked, how I've used it. And where it's at today. Okay. Now I could not find my original illustration. So I went back to the contract and I put together, uh, I, I photocopied the original illustration. But when we set up a policy specifically designated for lifestyle or for fun, here's what we did. Let me share my, well, I'll share my screen in just a minute. Okay. The first thing that we did is we sat down and we got committed to a sum of money that we were willing to allocate towards lifestyle every single year. And it was a big stretch for me to do that. It really was a big stretch. But uh, when we when we made that commitment, my commitment was $10,000 a year. Now, to be honest with you, that was really hard for me because that $10,000, like it, it really in my mind was that's that could be a down payment on a home or, you know, within a couple of years, a down payment on a home. And I kept telling myself, when we have more money, then we can do vacations. But I committed, I trusted the process. Uh, and more than anything, it was it was a way to help me come back to the present moment. So anyway, we committed $10,000. So if you want to set up a fun policy for yourself, the first thing that you have to do is you have to commit to a sum of money that you're willing to put in per year. Now, Here's the crazy part. It could be anything. It could be a thousand dollars. It could be a couple thousand dollars. It could be ten thousand. It could be more than that. So that was step number one. Step number two was we committed to taking a vacation that year. Okay. Now this is where the fun started. That is the sum of money that we used to jumpstart and to fund the policy. Consider this. In that year, we committed to going to SeaWorld. That was our very first trip to SeaWorld. Uh, we went to SeaWorld down in San Antonio, and then we actually went on a little cruise outside of San Antonio as well. And I was still a cheapskate. I won't tell you the story of what I did on that on that vacation, but I ab- about ruined it. Um, but we went to SeaWorld. We went to SeaWorld, and we went on a cruise, and the sum of money was $5,000. So we that year committed to spend $5,000 to go on a vacation that year, and in addition to that... We committed to saving $10,000 a year from that point forward to a lifestyle that mattered to us. Okay. Now, the $5,000 was money that we were going to spend anyway. That was money that we were going to save and we were going to spend. And so, as you guys know how the policy works, 
if if that money was money I was going to spend, I could save it up and spend it in cash. I could use credit and then pay back the credit over time. But if I'm committing to going on a vacation every single year, I would have to save up that sum of money, spend it, and then start saving again next year. So all I did with this is I reverse engineered the concept to say, okay, cool. We're going to jumpstart our policy with $5,000. Then I'm committed to adding about $800 a month, which is $10,000 a year. Uh, so a total in year one of $15,000. Okay. Does that make sense? So we allocated the sum of money that we were going to spend that year that was front loaded into a policy. Then we committed to an annual number or a monthly number more, I guess, more specifically that we were willing to save from our monthly budget. Okay. That created the framework for our policy. Then every single year, We've used the policy over and over and over again, funding a vacation, right? We borrow from, you know, against the policy, we pay the policy loan back, just like we're paying, you know, saving up for the next vacation. We do it again and again and again and again. Okay. Now I'm going to share some numbers with you so you guys can see how this works. Uh, let me share my screen here really quick. Uh, and if anyone has any questions, I see a couple of people watching, uh, drop them. I'll answer your questions for you. Um, all right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, so the way this works, let me get to the original illustration. Okay, so this is, I scanned it from our original uh, contract. So we started this when Beth was 34, actually 33. So in the first year, she turned 34. And like I said, we put in $15,000. Now I won't go into the nuances of how, like specifically how this was designed. But essentially what it was is this policy has the capacity for $15,000 a year. It has a minimum requirement of $3,500 a year. So I could be anywhere between 15 and 35. Now, in year one, we put in the five and then we committed to saving 10,000. That gave us enough money to immediately take out a policy loan and go on that first vacation. SeaWorld, <laughs> uh, cruise, that was the very first vacation. Now, here's what happened to me, my friends. When I came back from that vacation, um, for the first time, I felt like I actually lived. I'll be honest with you. For the first time, I felt like I actually lived. I learned a lesson. I'm a very hands-on learner. And I learned a lesson of what money was really all about. I learned that money is a tool to build and live a life that matters. I say that all the time, but I didn't know that back then. I thought money was a tool to buy your life back one day, right? One day down the road. So I came back actually more motivated and committed to making this policy work and my overall financial plan work. I was so inspired by actually enjoying the fruits of my labor because up to this point, I started this game, you know, of, of investing heavily uh, in my thirties, right? So it was, I was 30 years old. So four, three years prior to this, I had just been grinding, grinding like crazy, you know, pinching every single penny. Um, and then this was the first time I actually gave myself permission to use a system that allowed me to, yes, to achieve a long-term goal, but more importantly, to achieve a short-term goal. So I came back, we paid the policy loan off. And then next year, um, I put in $5,000 more than, um, than I originally intended to do. Now, every since, ever since this year or that year, we put in $10,000 and we're in year number nine. I'm going to share with you in year number nine where the policy is. Okay. So in year number nine, that's where we're at currently. So this is how long we've been funding this. Now, the policy origination, uh, we were scheduled to have about $116,000 in cash value in this policy at the end of year nine. So um, this is where the policy is at currently. Okay. So end of year nine, as I told you, I just paid the premium on this thing yesterday and we are at $132,000 of cash value, 132,000 of cash value. So remember we were scheduled to be at 116. 
we are at $132,000. So the question is, why? Did the policy overperform? Not really. I think actually Mass Mutual has underperformed a little bit based on the original illustration. But I have about $15,000, $17,000 more in this policy than I was originally scheduled to have. So why is that? Um, the reason for that, the reason for that is actually really pretty simple. Inside of this policy, every single year, I have paid back the policy loans on primarily vacations. We've used it for a few other things as well, but every single year we fund at least one. Now we actually fund two vacations a year out of this policy because the capacity to do it has grown, right? But every single year when I pay back my policy loans, um, I actually pay back those policy loans with more interest than the insurance company technically charges me. Why would I do that? Let me, let me actually pull, share my screen again. Let me walk you through how I do it and why I do it this way. Okay. Hopefully this is helping you guys. You know, these are things I don't oftentimes talk about. Um, but so let's say I take a $10,000 policy loan. I think Mass Mutual is charging 5% today. They might, they might have increased their interest rate just recently. Um, but let's just say they're charging 5%. Okay. So if I'm going to pay back this policy loan, what that ultimately means is I need to make a payment back to the insurance company. Let me actually change this 12 months, 12 months. There we go. So I need to make a payment back to the insurance company of $856.07. And all that really means is if I'm going to take a $10,000 vacation every single year, I've got to save $856 a month to have $10,000 one year from now to then go spend on a vacation. That's all it means, right? So um, all I'm doing is I come back from the vacation. I set up a policy loan. I take a policy loan. I pay for the vacation. Actually, I, I do it on a credit card. So I put everything on a credit card so I can get the miles and the points and all that stuff. Then I come back, policy loan pays the credit card off. Then I set up automatic payments, okay? So I bank with Chase. I, man, one of these days, I'm going to take an entire day off and I'm going to move all like 40 of my accounts from Chase to a local credit union, but still I bank with Chase. So the way I do it is Mass Mutual is a bill pay vendor. I go into to Chase Bank and I say, hey, send $856.07 for 12 months to Mass Mutual. That money goes in like clockwork, just out of my budget every single month, right? Every single month it comes out. So it's just part of the overall system. Um, it's part of my monthly budget. I understand it. If I ever need to turn it off, I can. If I want to accelerate it, I can. If I want to extend it, I can. Okay. I, I control the policy loan, but I set it and I forget it. That way I don't have to think about it and the policy loan gets paid back. Now, at the end of 12 months, in this example, I would have paid the insurance company, you know, whatever it is, $273 in interest. That sucks, but hey, I got to use my money today. The flip side of that, I get that $10,000 compounding every single year, right? It's simple interest versus compound interest. I'm not going to do the math on that. But here's what I actually do. Um, I actually pay off these policy loans usually at 10%. I've paid them off sometimes at 15%. Now, why would I do that? Why would I do that? All this is, if I pay off the policy loan at 10% notice, I would have paid the insurance company a total amount of $273 in interest. If I pay it off at 10%, it's a little bit higher payment, $879, right? And at the end of the year, I would have paid off, paid the insurance. I would have actually technically sent in more than the interest charge. Now, why would I do that? Remember, my policy was set up to where the most it can hold is 15. I've committed to putting in 10 from our monthly budget. So all I'm doing is when I'm paying extra interest, I'm putting, I'm, I'm just strategically budget forcing myself to save more money. That's it forcing myself to save more money. My friends, you might be way more disciplined than me. You might be able to save like a, a you know, without blinking an eye, 
I do these little tricks with myself to just force it. Like as soon as I, as soon as I set up that automatic payment, it's part of my budget, right? I just plan around it. I spend around it. I, you know, it's just part of my system. But then at the end of the year, I've saved a little bit more money. And if I do this every single year, if I do this every single time I take a policy loan of this nature, now I don't do it with my investments because my my goal with the investments is to cycle my money as fast as possible. With this, I want to build up more and more and more of a capacity in my fund policy. I mean, because you know, if we continue to go down here, you know, twenty five years down the road, um, you know, I'll have three hundred and fifty one thousand dollars. Right? This is really when the idea of family banking starts to take off. Right? This becomes the family bank. This is what my kids, uh, you know, will access to jumpstart their businesses, their life, their 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 you know their first down payment on a home. I'm going to keep money in my system. Okay. Now, in order to do that, I have to get as much money into my system as possible. And so, yeah, I have money that I'm committed to save, but these little tricks, they allow me to, without very much pain, force myself to save more money. So hopefully this helped you guys out. I wanted to, I wanted to share, um, my tricks with this because, you know, nine years into this particular policy, I can't tell you what it's done for me. Um, it's brought my wife and I way closer together. It's allowed us to have a system that we both buy into. Because now she knows and understands that we can get everything we want. You know, we have to be very, very diligent and disciplined with our money because at the end of the day, you know, as abundant as I want to think, there's only so much money. So the more specific we can be with where that money goes and how I use that money and ultimately how I recapture and recycle that money as much as possible, the more wealth I retain. So my friends, over the last nine years, we've used this, these policies to go to SeaWorld, yes, to develop a way stronger relationship, to be an active participant in our kids growing up and having fun adventures with them. We just got back from the Caribbean. Um, you know, Beth and I have gone to Europe a couple of times. We were supposed to go to Switzerland a few years ago with COVID canceled that. We're going to probably take uh, my oldest son next year um, to uh, to Switzerland for a senior trip. Um, we're going to use this over and over again. And in addition to all of this, in addition to all of this, next week, I'm going to be hosting a workshop and on the workshop, I'm going to talk about how we intend to use this very same concept and this very same policy to contribute, not fully pay for, but contribute to my son who I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. When I started this whole thing, he was just a little dude. Now he's 18, almost 18. He's 17 and he's a senior this year. And next year he's going to college. I'm so proud of him. Um, I wish he wouldn't go to college. No, I'm just kidding. He should go to college. That's, that's the type of person he is. He's going to be an engineer. He's going to do amazing things, but nonetheless, there has, college has to be paid for. I can take a student loan. I can take credit cards. I'm actually going to use the policy as a way to pay for this. And I'm really excited to share that with you. So with all of this in mind, my friends, um, join me on the workshop next week. We'll be sending out some invitations already next week. Um, but more than anything, hopefully this helped give you some visibility into what's possible using these concepts. You know, I'm going to tag a few people in this because as I talk to some of you, sometimes I, I don't think you fully understand the power and the dynamics of the tool that you have in your hands. That's my bad. I should have educated you better on how you can use your policy. So I'm committed to bringing more actionable and relevant information to you because your policy literally is the key. It's the gateway to achieving all of your short-term goals. And it's the gateway to living a more abundant life today while enjoying the fruits of your labor in a long-term fashion, in a compounding fashion. Now, this system works. The question is, will you work the system? Today, I gave you some tips and tactics on how to do that. I hope that helped. So my friends, have a great day.
Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free, and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.